Hey, welcome back to Gospel Life 360. My name is Brother Jeff. Thanks again for joining us today. Gospel Life 360 is where the gospel is at the center of every discussion we have. Gospel Life 360 is about a living and transforming life of following after Jesus Christ. It's about discovering who Jesus is in every moment and circumstance of our lives. That being said, let me just share with you today, we're talking about uh, to live is Christ and to die is gain. What is life to you? How would you define it? What are you looking for? And how do you know that you're living a life that you have defined? Uh, We want to look at scripture today because the gospel has all the answers for us. It reveals who Jesus is and what he's doing. And and because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, we're going to discover what real living's all about today. So if you open up your hearts and get a a pencil and a pad of paper and maybe take some notes here and write down these scriptures that I'm sharing with you today, again, God's final word doesn't just come through me, but he wants to speak to you. He's given you the same Holy Spirit that he's given me, and he knows where he's working and what he's desiring to do in your life. And so I'm just asking you to be prepared for God to speak to you and move you today in the direction he desires to move you to. We'll start out here in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. It says, according to my earnest expectation and hope, again, Paul is living by faith and his trust in who Jesus Christ is and what he's done. He says, because of that, I'm I'm living according to the earnest expectation, not my own expectations, but what Christ has given me because of his promise and and his, not only his expectations, but his hope that I shall not be put to shame, he says, in anything. And again, because we stumble, because we, we struggle sometimes in our own lives, but we do falter. But because Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, Paul understands that he shall not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness, Christ shall, Christ shall, even now, as always, he says, be exalted in my body. Remember, the real work, the real life that Christ has given to us is within us. It becomes fruitful and becomes manifest to the world around us. But God's concerned about the inner man more so than the outward expectations of our lives. The real life is God's presence within us through the Holy Spirit. And he says that Christ may be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And then he says in verse 21, For to me, Paul says, and to us, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Again, because we've been born again, because we have put our trust and confidence in who Jesus is and what he's done for us, and because we have been given the sealing of the Holy Spirit within our lives as a pledge, we have the life of Christ living within us. Again, the old things have passed away because we're no longer dependent upon ourselves and our own abilities and the life we're trying to to manifest of our own doing, but now we have the life of Christ living within us. And it says here, for to me, to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Now, again, I think there's more to this dying than we want to think about. Most time we think about die is gain is that someday God's going to take me home. This old body, this this you know fleshly body that I struggle with, is going to quit someday, and God's going to take me home. So to die is to gain. But I think even now within the life we live here on Earth, there's some gaining to do. And I think that when we come to that place when we continually die to ourselves. Christ is manifested. We gain Christ. We die to ourselves and we gain Christ. Listen to Galatians 2, verse 20 and 21. It says, I have been, past tense. Those of us who put our trust in what Jesus has done for us on the cross is a past tense experience, but it becomes reality to us today. I have been crucified with Christ. 
when Christ died, we died. Since we put our faith in what Christ has done for us and dying for our sins and shedding his blood for us, we've been crucified with Christ. And then he says, and it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. Again, do you see the reality here? I think many times as Christians, we say, well, yeah, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me and, and one day I'm going to heaven, but they don't understand the reality of the life that was given to us because of his death and because of our faith in him. I think sometimes we miss out on the, the freedom and the joy and the contentment and the peace that comes from the life of Christ dwelling within us because we just don't look at it that way. He says, but now it's Christ who's living within me. He says, in the life which I now live in my flesh, I live by faith in who Christ is and what he's done in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me on the cross. He says, I do not nullify, I do not make grace as a no effect. I do not nullify the grace of God. He says, for if righteousness comes through the law or from me doing things and working things out and trying to perform, he says, then Christ died needlessly. There are so many people in the body of Christ today who are either not saved or very confused about what life is all about. And they're still, even though they say they believe in what Christ has done, they're still working, trying to accomplish and trying to prove that they're good enough, trying to earn their way to heaven. And they're not experiencing life. They're experiencing frustration and disappointment because they're working on their own righteousness. And that's what God tells us. We have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer we who live, but Christ lives within us. Our hearts are beating. We're breathing, taking in air. We're, we're moving, we're walking, we're, we're living this life here on this earth, but we're a new creation in Christ. And it's now Christ who lives within us. Romans 14, verse 7 and 8 says this. He says, for not one of us lives for himself, and not one of us dies for himself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. Or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, he says, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. God in his sovereignty and grace and righteousness knows the number of our days, and we're not going to change that. God is going to let us live as long as he has created us to live here on this earth. But if we live, we're Christ. We belong to him. If we die, we're his, because Christ is our life. And we need to keep reminding ourselves of that in order to walk in the freedom and the joy that God's called us to. Romans 6, verse 2 through 4 says this. He says, May it never be. How shall we, those of us who put our trust in Christ, how shall we who died with Christ still live in sin? Now, again, we sin. But what it's saying here is, how can those of us who say we have died with Christ and put our trust in him still allow sin to dominate and rule our lives? If we've been crucified with Christ, we understand the, the reality of what's happened to us when Christ came into our lives, that he now is our life, we are no longer enslaved to sin. We have the freedom to walk by faith and accomplish the life that God's called us and given us to do. He says, so here, how shall we who have died still live in it? Or do you not know, he says, that all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death? Now, again, we're not talking about the water baptism. We, we go as, as an example, as an illustration of our faith in him. But the word baptized means to be immersed in. It means to have, like taking a cloth and dip it into some dye and it, bringing it back out. It has absorbed the whole color. It's been transformed. We have been baptized. We've been immersed into the death of Christ. He died to sin. 
He died to the world, and he died to, to, to our flesh. And when we are baptized and we understand we're immersed into that same death because of our faith in Christ, we've been given freedom over those things, and we should no longer allow sin to dominate. He says in verse 4, Therefore, because of this, because we've been baptized into his death, therefore, we've been buried with him through baptism into his death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in what? Newness of life. Not only have we been baptized into his death, but because we've been baptized into his death and our old life has been crucified and put to death and buried, through the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, we've been given that same power through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life in order that we might walk in newness of life. That's the freedom that God has given to us and called us to. Galatians chapter 6. And again, I know I'm going quickly through these, so I pray that you're writing these down and spending time on your own with these and allowing God through the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Galatians 6 verse 14 and 15 says, But may it never be, Paul says, may it never be, or you and I should say this, but may we never be that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither is circumcision anything nor uncircumcision, he says, but a new creation. What is God saying here to us? He said, we have no reason to boast in anything. We can't overcome our sin. We can't overcome uh, this life. We can't overcome the world only but through the life of Christ living within us. And so Paul says, I'm going to boast in one thing. I'm going to boast in the cross of Jesus Christ because it was there that Christ died and gave me victory and gave me life because of my faith in him and his finished work on the cross. And we've been, even, so our lives have been crucified there with him and we've been crucified to the world. Again, our biggest stumbling block and the biggest struggle every day we get up is because we live in the world. The world is influencing us, allowing us to be molded into their shape and trying to perform and trying to live up to its expectations. God says this, because of Christ's death on the cross, we've been crucified to the world. We have to live here. We have to earn a living. We have to pay for our bills. We have to do those things that we're responsible for. But those things are the world's not to dictate to us how we live life. Because the only life we can live is the life that Christ lives within us. And so he says, even our, the circumcision, and uncircumcision means nothing. Again, back then, it was a sign of, of, of the covenant they made with God. They would physically have a circumcision done to say that I belong. And so to today, if we want to relate to how we live our lives, sometimes we say, well, I went to church, I said a prayer, I got baptized, and, and I joined a church. And again, all those things are, and to some degree, important and, and really vital for us to, to follow through with, but they don't define us. Just because we do those things doesn't mean we have life. It's when we have surrendered our lives completely to the finished work of Christ and put our trust in him and he becomes our life. It says circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. But what means something is a new creation that comes through Jesus Christ living in us and living through us. Philippians 3 verse 7 and 8 says this, But whatever things, whatever things that were gained to me, Paul says, those things, I have counted as lost. Now, again, now Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisee, Hebrew of Hebrews, and, and he was very knowledgeable, very smart, very intelligent, on his, on his way, very religious to some degree. And he said, but those things that were gained to me, 
He says, I consider all those things to be lost. If they didn't bring me to, to a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, they were nothing but lost to me. He says, so I've counted them as lost for the sake of Christ. He says, more than that, I count all things to be lost in view of what? The surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Again, is that how you live every single day? Do you live with the blessings and grace that God's given you? And and in the midst of all your everyday responsibilities, are you pursuing the surpassing value of knowing Christ? Yes, you're working a job, but are you looking at the surpassing value of knowing Christ in your job? Yes, you have a family or yes, you have a business or whatever it may be. Are you looking in all those situations, living and pursuing the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, your Lord. You see, John 17, 3 says this, this is eternal life, not just a place we go to. This is eternal life that you may know him, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he sent. You see, eternal life is a relationship. Eternal life is knowing God and his son, Jesus Christ. The surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered a loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish, he says. Why does he count them as rubbish? Because he says, in order that, in order that I may gain Christ. I may gain life, life indeed. First John 4, verse 7 and 9 says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. You see, when we live this life of Christ, when Christ lives his life through us, the evidence, the the major evidence of that is we become a loving people. And again, we we use that phrase so, you know, fragrantly around here. We we don't use it like God calls us to. I love love my wife. I love my kids. I love my job. I love my car. I love chocolate. Whatever it may be, we say we love it. But when you turn to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8, and you read that description, the definition of what love is and what love is not, we realize that, that kind of love is impossible in our own doing. It has to come from a vibrant reality of Christ living within us. When Christ becomes our life and we live that life out, we will become a loving people. Why? Because God is love. And the evidence of, of that new life is we've been born of God is because we live a loving life and and it grows and deepens every single day. He says, by this, the love of God was manifested or made visible or made real in our lives in us that God has sent his only son, begotten son into the world so that we might what live through him. Do you hear the constant message here? The truth, the reality of God's word constantly telling us, that for you and I to live the life that God's called us to, it's not our life, but it's Christ living within us that brings forth the life because he is the life. And when we surrender, we die to ourselves. We gain Christ. And in the process of gaining Christ, we gain a deeper sense of life and the freedom, the joy of knowing God himself. Let me close here in Matthew chapter 10, um, verse 37 through 39 He says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me isn't worthy of me either. And he who does not take up his cross and die daily and follow after me is not worthy of me. 
Then he says, he who has found his life, or trying to define his own life and live that out with his own best efforts, will lose it. And he who has lost his life, like Paul says, I've lost and counted everything as loss, he says, for my sake, shall find it. So the question is, is this, do you see the love of Christ being manifested through your life? Are you living a life that deepens as time goes on and you experience more of God's peace and joy and freedom, even in the midst of what the world's going, what the world's happening? You find that life through Christ living in you and through you is what life is all about. It's not about your circumstances. It's not about what happens around you. It's not about the choices that everybody makes around you that hurts and brings sorrow to your, your presence, but it's life of Christ in you. The life is of Christ, and, and to die is gain. Is that your saying today? Is that what the gospel share with you today? I pray that it does, and I pray that you will experience in the days to come, if you don't know it already, that Jesus Christ is your life. God bless, and that's the gospel.